around the world this morning. And what a great time of worship and thanksgiving. Uh, it's all centered on the fact that Jesus has given everything for us. And uh, we're just going to return to our ministry that we began last week from Isaiah chapter 54, verses 2 and 3. I'll read those verses again in a, morning, in a moment. We've entitled it Double XL, so I thought I'd bring the Double XL t-shirt back out just to remind you. And uh, we're this morning going to be talking just about another aspect of this great truth here in Isaiah. So if you've got a Bible, in however you access that, then I'll read verses 2 and 3 to you. And it says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. This little series is going to run for four weeks, which really then takes us right on to the cusp of the Christmas celebrations and all the joy that that will bring to us in Advent season. And uh, last week, we just set a, 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 a marker in terms of God speaking to us through this passage of Scripture. We reminded ourselves, because we took particularly that phrase, strengthening our stakes, we took the thought of strengthening what God was saying to us. We reminded ourselves that it enabled us to set the ground clearly, that it enabled us to share the load widely. We need every peg deeply in the ground. And it enabled us to think about sinking deeply the pegs into what God has called us to be. This is not, friends, a call to a shallow existence, but a deep commitment to being a devoted follower of Jesus Christ, the most exciting adventure that anybody can pitch up to in the whole of the world because God has destined us to know him and to follow him. And as we've heard already this morning, to be loved by him for a special, special plan. And so thousands of years ago, through the prophet Isaiah, whose name means God saves the prophetic word comes to the people then in their context, but in the beauty and wonder of the inspiration of the Bible, it also comes to us now. It speaks to our context, it stirs our spirit, and it ministers to us for us to believe that God will do a great work in Arena Church in this season. And as I mentioned last week, without spending any time on it, we really do believe that in the journey of this church, God has prophetically spoken these verses into our lives and into our hearts. Uh, it, took a look, it took some people a little time to catch on to what double XL was. They thought it was describing my age in Roman numerals, but that's not the case. That's not the case. I'm not 70 yet. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, the reality is it was more a call to enlargement, to expansion, to encouragement, and to being enabled in all that God has called us to be. And that's why Kev helped me last week. And that's why we brought the t-shirt out again. Because God simply wants every one of us to grow into all that it has called us to be. It demands a start. If you've never become a Christ follower, never become a believer, never entered into what it really means, as Andy and Christian have already shared this morning, to be loved by God, to be forgiven, this morning can be the start of that. And for those of us that have been Christians for a few weeks, a few months, and in many cases around the room, for people that have devotedly followed Jesus for many years, here's the truth, friends, there's still more that God wants us to take hold of. Here's the verses from the Message Bible again. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Uh, make your tents large. Think big. Use plenty of rope. 
drive the tent pegs deep. And so last week we were thinking about strengthen, and this week we're going to talk for a few moments, particularly about the thought of lengthen. Lengthen the courts, or as the message says, use plenty of rope. Again, friends, the imagery of a canvas dwelling, large and wide, held steady by deep pegs and long ropes, would sit easily in the culture and context that Isaiah was ministering into. And again, as I mentioned briefly last week, often the prophetic word of God, as written in the word, came to us through imagery, through pictures, through something of what the prophet was seeing that then communicated a truth to the people of God for them to be what God had called them to be. We remind ourselves that the initial part of Isaiah is about judgment, people turning away from God. And God saying there are consequences to that. But also a message of comfort and of hope and of confidence when we draw near to him. A traveling people would have understood the very pictures that Isaiah was communicating with. Of course, I say nobody. The reality is that we have context around the fringes of this church where sadly, if I can say, sometimes people find themselves living in tents. And you know what I'm talking about in those areas where we try to help people. But in our context, few people would live in a tent on a regular basis. I'm not going to go to the camping thing again, it's too painful. But, 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 but the truth of the thing is that the, the sense of, of what God is building sits in our hearts. So a strengthening, but also a lengthening. Lengthen your cords. Use plenty of rope. Here's the inevitability, friends, of what God's saying to us. That if we really are going to be a people, and I really believe it, they're going to spread out, as verse 3 says to us, to the right and to the left. If we're going to be people where descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities, see, see the spiritual context of that. There's desolation all around us, and God wants to change it through the people of God. If we're going to do that, we're going to need to use plenty of rope. I brought some with me this morning. There could be all sorts of, but I thought I'd bring pink so that you could see it. And, uh, and the reality is that, you know, there's all sorts of ropes that uh, people have, have made over the years. But in essence, rope is simply a collection of yarns or threads or strands. And nowadays, of course, synthetic fibers. Fiber. So this is a polyester pink rope. How about that? And uh, courtesy of B&Q. So... I brought the rope along, but here's the truth. It's simply a collection of strands and yarns of thread that are braided or twisted or bound together. And there are people, of course, historically, that have been rope makers. And they, they would spend hours binding the threads together so that it would form something that would hold. You see, the reality is, friends, and this is the banner ha- headline that Assemblies of God generally, the network of churches that we belong to, and particularly in our central area, this is the banner headline that we live with. It's what fuels us. It's what drives us on. We are stronger together. You see, you're you. And your individualism is vital to this church. We don't want you to be anyone else. We want you to be you. But as we're reminded this morning, it's great to pray on our own. But all the blessing of praying together. The sense of being together. I don't want to go there this morning, friends, but it frustrates me to death. When people say to us quite boldly at times, they don't need to be together. They can do it on their own. 
Well, I want to tell you, you start to be in danger of being cleverer than God. Because God says that we need each other and that we need to be together. So rope is a wonderful expression of togetherness. I was reading this week that just one knot in a rope can strengthen the ability of that rope to hold weight by 50%. And when you intertwine your life with somebody else in fellowship, in relationship, in love, in community, in communion, friends, we just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And without stretching this too far, forgive the pun. As I was waiting on the ministry this week, I really saw the rope. Use plenty of rope as the ministry of the church. The ministry of the church by people, through people, and to people. You see, sometimes we talk about the ministry of the church in an ethereal sort of way. We just need God to come and break in. Well, we do. We just need God to breathe upon us. Well, we do, and he's breathed upon us this morning. And you need to sense the prophetic flows of meetings at times, friends, when worship causes to, to respond in particular ways. And the worship band just need to feel, and will do, feel the heart of God more. We're believing increasingly that in the presence of the Lord, incredible things will take place. That people will be healed, will be touched, will be set free, simply by reflecting and responding to the heartbeat of God in a particular moment. God could send angels to the earth, friends, tomorrow. But he's decided in Ephesians that it's through the church that the many varied colors of God's wisdom will be revealed to the principalities and powers. And this according to his eternal purpose. So the ministry, friends, is through people. It's by people. And it's to people. Because ministry, friends, is always about reaching out to other people that haven't yet come on the journey. It involves projects, it involves buildings, it involves systems, it involves administration, it involves all of those things. But the bottom line is that we must never forget the reason for why we exist, and that is to touch people. People connecting with people. And here's the truth. We were reminded in, just this morning in the worship time downstairs as we prepared our hearts for this day, as Christian reminded us that God loves us, but he not only loves us, he loves us for a special purpose. And so, friends, we need all of that. But at the end of the, the, the truth is that God uses people to connect with people. And I want, in the light of that, to give you three things to think about this morning with regard to the rope. First of all, strengthen and lengthen the cords. Use plenty of rope. It's a call to action. Because there's a verb there. There's a doing word. Use it. Use the rope. Use what God has called us to do. You see, I want to thank God this morning, friends, that Arena Church is an active church. Somebody just said to me as a visitor to this church just this week, we're amazed at what Arena Church seeks to do in reaching out to people. Because the church we're part of is so insular. I want to tell you, friends, if that's the case of the church you're part of, you ought to think seriously about whether you ought to be part of it or not. Because insularity is not on God's agenda. It really isn't. And insularity is always a sign of a church that's going to die by a thousand meetings. In other words, friends, it's going to keep meeting and meeting and meeting, but it's forgot the reason that it is meeting. A call to action. And churches that lose their missional hearts inevitably run to inactivity 
and inertia. But there's more. Lengthen the courts. Lengthen the courts. Lengthen the courts. In other words, friends, here's the challenging truth to Arena Church this morning. If God's going to do all that he's going to do in us, and if we're the rope in his hands that he wants to use for the glory of God, it means that we're going to be exercised and taken to places that we've never, ever been before. And there's the rope. Because within every one of us, there's something deep down that says, I've come so far and no farther, thanks. I like this church. I like what it does. I like what it's doing for me. I like its vision. But God says that we've got to use more rope. There's an increased call to action, friends, to continually go beyond where we are so far for the glory of God and for the praise of his name. Otherwise, we stop spreading out to the left and the right. We stop growing. We stop influencing. We stop erecting the the construction that God wants to bring about for the glory of God. There's always got to be more rope being used for his praise and for his glory. And it continually reflects the heartbeat of God to people that will respond to faith. And I want to suggest this morning, friends, that that's what defines Arena Church. A community of people that say, thank God for all that you've done, Lord, but we're happy for you to use us more and more and more. It means that for some of you, you've got to start stepping out in gifts that you've been thinking about for a long time. Wondering if it's all going to be okay. Wondering if you step it out in that area, God's going to be with you. Wondering if you make that call, the kingdom of God's going to collapse. It's not. God is going to be with you. In other words, you can think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it and ponder about it and ponder about it. And if I can be as bold enough, you can pray about it forever, friends. There is a call to action. Use the rope. And some folks have got to start rising up in the community that God has placed us in to be used like you've never been used before. Will that mean a few gulps along the way? Yes. Will it mean sometimes that if God doesn't come through, you're dead? Yes. Will it mean, friends, at times that all you've got to do is believe God and nothing else? Yes, that is the Christian faith. And that's why lots of people say they're Christians, but don't really pitch up to using more rope. And I want to encourage you this morning to respond to the call to action. Not only the call to action, but the call to expansion. Because it says lengthen the courts. Plenty of rope. Here's the truth. Most progressive churches in the world, let me include some of the churches that are world-renowned. Let me include Hillsong in that. Let me include Saddleback. Let me include Willow. Let me include Potter's House. And all those churches that come through God Channel and UCB that bless the nations of the earth. Every progressive church in the world, friends, would like to do more than what they seemingly have with the resources they've got. You see, because it's very easy for us to say, well, it's all right for Brian Houston. No, Brian Houston and the church are where they're at because they've continued to commit themselves to expansion. And that's meant, friends, that when sometimes it doesn't seem that they've got it, they've used it. You say, well, that doesn't make sense. No, we're talking about the kingdom this morning, friends. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but God does it anyway. <clears throat> I understand the needs for thoughtful processes. 
and in the, understand the need for, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In other words, a collaboration of thought, decision-making, bouncing off people. I get all of that, friends. And please, in my heart this morning, there's absolutely no pushback on that whatsoever. But that is still not for us to deflect from the challenge of using plenty of rope. And on the journey of using plenty of rope, we can often come to a place where we seem to have run out. In other words, that's Arena Journey's ministry so far. Isn't it fantastic? TMP, Universal, Food Bank, Kids Ministries, Great Sunday Church, all sorts of things taking place. That's great. Right, Christian, that's it, mate. We're done. No, no, no. God says, use plenty of rope. There's more. There's more rope. And we're looking around saying, well, it doesn't appear to be here. But there's more rope, friends. And here's the truth. As we step out on the journey of moving more rope, miraculously, supernaturally, and from the favor of heaven, God somehow provides what we need. Here's how it works with church. He said, ah, great Christian. But the fact is, when we've got all the rope sorted out, and when we've worked out everything that takes place, then we'll be ready for what God wants. Ah, Here's where we are. Here's what we've done. God says there's still more, but we want it all sorted out in our head how he's going to do it. It doesn't work like that. Because all of a sudden, we're in charge and not God. Which means we've not got to become a believing community anymore, but we can do it in our own strength. God says, "Uh uh-uh. Because the just shall live by faith. And I realize, friends, that God continually places people in situations where he wants to use us amazingly for the glory of God. And that the only supply that we can look to is heaven sent. And he loves it when we get there. Let me just give you three or four illustrations from the prophets Elijah and Elisha in the Old Testament. I'm just going to make reference to the readings. They're not going to come up on the screen. I'm not even going to expound them for the course of time. I'm just going to give you a few illustrations that illustrate what I'm trying to say. What an amazing twosome Elijah and Elisha were. Amazing. And it's interesting, friends, that one of the most powerful Old Testament verses to me in the whole of the Old Testament is when Elisha, it says, burnt his plowshares to follow Elijah. In other words, this is going to cost me everything. And God came to those people and says, with a spirit like that, I can use you in an amazing way. I want to take you to 1 Kings 18 because the rope had run out. No fire. But they built an altar. It says, God, these people are dancing around, cutting themselves and doing all sorts of silly things. But they've said that the God that answers by fire is the one that they're going to respond to. They come to the end of the rope. But there was more. Use plenty of rope. Okay, let's build the altar. And then there's that amazing Pentecostal verse. Then the fire of the Lord fell. Then the fire of the Lord fell. And there's an amazing response. The nation cried out, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That's revival, friends. When the nation cries out that the Lord is God. Then what about 2 Kings chapter 4? No oil. Oh, end of the rope. But I tell you what, go around to all your neighbors and ask them for their saucepans and jars. 
because we're going to fill all of them up with oil. Oh, you've got to be crazy. Now we're utterly dependent upon God. Use plenty of rope. And God came through. What about the following chapter? No healing. But there you go, Neiman. If you dip seven times in the River Jordan, God's going to bring healing. No healing power in Jordan, but what's the response of your heart? I know there are better rivers where you came from. But I want you to re- dip yourself in the Jordan. If you hit the trends, bad friends, times it by 100 into the Jordan. But healing flow. 2 Kings 7, no food. But the prophet spoke the word and says, tomorrow there's going to be more food than we know what to do with. Use plenty of rope. Friends, it's not only a call to action, but it's a call to expansion. When we seem as though we're at the end of the rope, there's always more. I don't want to stretch the illustration this morning, friends, but the only way I could describe it this week as I was praying was like God was here. We know God's everywhere. God's, you know, where is heaven? You know, it was, but it is everywhere. God's in time and outside of time. He's not determined by those things. Old Eugene Peterson has been pinching my points, hasn't he? He's sort of doing the old alliteration thing this morning in, in, uh, in the message. Fantastic. But God's everywhere. The only way I could describe it without stretching the point. Please hear me. God's vast. He's not determined by my silly illustration. But it was simply this. If God is in heaven, then he was sort of here, friends. <coughs> the only way I could describe it, he was looking down on Arena Church. He says, there's more. <laughs> There's more rope. But who's going to use it? There's more rope. And he's desperately looking for communities of believers that will recognize, friends, there's more rope. Not in our own efforts, our own ingenuity, our own thought patterns, but simply recognizing that God is an amazing source of everything that we need. And that if we'll continue to have a heart to what he wants us to do, then God will come through for us. Every time in the name of Jesus, it will stretch us. But as it stretches us, it will enable us to implement verse 3 that says we will stretch out to the right hand and to the left. And in your individual context, friends, this morning, there's more rope. You need to call on heaven. You may have thought that you've come to the end of it, but you never have. The resources of heaven, friends, are absolutely, absolutely amazing. A call to action, a call to expansion, and thirdly, a call to implementation. Use plenty of rope. As I bring the message to a conclusion, friends, I was just thinking, what has rope done over the history of time? And I think there's some applications for us on the spiritual journey this morning as believers. As we think about some of the things that rope has done and that determine the prophetic expansion of the ministry of the church at this particular time. Firstly, rope's been used for construction. Some of you have been to the great cathedrals of our nation. Question, how did those bricks get hundreds of feet into the sky? They need to have all the modern... Uh, devices that you would find on a building site today. They lifted those bricks, those stones, on pulleys using ropes. Salisbury Cathedral's got the highest steeple in, in, in the nation, right down there on the Salisbury Plains. It's a beautiful cathedral. And uh, the reason they built that cathedral was for all sorts of reasons, but they built it to the glory of God. And then the caveat was this. 
that they decided that in the history of time, people would come and say, these guys must have been crazy for attempting such a project. Now, if they can do that in the natural, how much more, friends, communities of believers, including Arena Church in these days, can believe that God will give us enough rope that we need to construct what he's determined in his heart so that down the generations of time, people say that Christian thought must have been mad. But look what happens. That becomes an investment for generations behind that sees the kingdom of God break out to the right and to the left. Rope used for construction. Let me use one or two verses from the, from the book of Ephesians to illustrate that. Because the Bible says, friends, that in Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 20 to 22, that we become a habitation or a construction of God in whom his spirit dwells. I'll say it again because I still get people coming up to me on occasions defining the church by a building. The church is not a building, but we thank God for buildings. But here's the truth. God's building his church. He's building something in these days. And when we use plenty of rope, it cooperates with the construction purpose that God's got on his mind. Rope's used for exploration. Mountaineers have scaled heights, potholers have plunged depths, and they've often done it by being roped together. I read a memoir by Edward Hillary just about over a year ago. What an amazing man. Not a man of God, but an amazing man. His humility, friends, could teach a lot of people how to live life. And uh, the reality was that he was utterly dependent upon a team. It's all about a team. And they literally committed their lives to each other because of the danger of what they committed to. But in 1953, and we'll celebrate it next year, the 60th anniversary of the first man on the roof of the world as he scaled Everest. And they did it on the basis of knowing how to use ropes. Exploration. I wonder if this church, friends, can go where it's never been before. I know there's something to do with a the film there, but we'll move on. But um, I wonder if we can go where we've never been before. I wonder if we can really be bold enough not to be defined by our past as we honor it, but to be shaped by our future and our destiny. I wonder if God can take us, friends, to do things that we never thought possible. I wonder if we can impact this area of Derbyshire and Nottingham and the East Midlands and the region and the nation and the nations of the earth by a spirit of exploration that goes where people didn't think it was possible, that scales heights and digs depths on the basis of using plenty of rope for the glory of God and for the praise of his name. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18 says, I want you to have the eyes of your heart opened that you may understand the hope to which you are called. He goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 3, that I want you to understand the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of the love of God. In other words, friends, there's something for us still to explore. Ropes used also for salvation. People in trouble often, the, the, the lifeguard would go out, friends, and throw them a lifeline. He throw them a rope. Hang on to that, I'll pull you in. And uh, I want to say today, friends, that there are people drowning all around us. Drowning in the waters of life, drowning in the waters of addiction, drowning in the the spirit of rejection that they come across, cruelty, anger, all sorts of things that they think are what life's all about. And God calls the church to use plenty of rope, to keep throwing the lifeline out, To give people an opportunity for a fresh start. To come to a place where we're saying that if anyone's in Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. To keep throwing out the lifeline. Ephesians 2.8 says it's by grace 
that we have been saved. And brothers and sisters, both in the preaching from this pulpit, but in our everyday lives, in coffee shops, in places where we find ourselves doing life, we must continue to throw out the lifeline and give an opportunity for people to hear the fact that God loves them, that Jesus Christ gave his life for them, and that they can come to a place of knowing the Lord in an amazing way. And fourthly, there could be many, of course, but this will suffice. Rope brings stabilization. In other words, it anchors things. <clears throat> in a rocky, stormy world, where even one of the great capital cities of our world this week has been brought to a place of chaos, simply through a storm. All sorts of things taking place in the world, friends. 25% unemployment in Spain. And if you're 18 to 30, it's almost impossible for you to get a job. Financial institutions of this world caving away. All sorts of things taking place in the earth that bring instability. God says that I want you to stand firm. I want the many varied colors of God's wisdom to pour out in these days. It's already happening, friends, in the community. But if I can say this, there are people coming to this man and saying, what do you think? It's the wisdom of God that they're searching for. They wouldn't use that language. Tables that he's being invited to speak to. Meetings that he's having engagement with. People saying, what do you think? How can we change community? And realizing, friends, that the church has got something to say. Because in a hugely unstable and often unsafe world, here's the truth. We're built upon the rock and his name's Christ Jesus. And as we use plenty of rope, as we allow the many very colors of God's wisdom to pour out in us, somehow it brings a stability to people's lives that they can't even articulate. You've heard the story, friends. Give him enough rope and he'll hang himself. That is not a faith-filled scripture. Okay? You need to realize, friends, at times that when you step out to do something for God, there are always people that want you to fail. Always. Sometimes they're closer than what you think. Sometimes there's spectators and pundits out there that don't know what they're talking about. But when you get emails coming through the office, highlighting who's failed in Mansfield and we're the next two, if you give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves. We have to push those things aside, friends, and say, that is not the word of the Lord. Lengthen your cords. Use plenty of rope. Let's apply it to our own individual lives, friends. Because the God of heaven looks down today and says, I've got some more. I've got some more. I've got some more. I'm just looking for churches that ask for it. I'm not going to give it to you until you ask for it. And I'm not going to give it to you until you start using it. But if I can find people that will come to a place prophetically that hears the call to lengthen their cords and to use plenty of rope that respond to the call to action, the call to expansion and the call to implementation, I tell you, I'm going to give it to those sorts of people. Arena Church, it means the submission of our heart afresh to going further, longer, higher and deeper than we've ever gone before. But I am convinced that God will give us all the rope that we need to be all that he's called us to be which is double XL.